In life, we encounter people every day, all of whom have stories to share. We rarely take the time to ask people their personal stories, many of which will touch, move, and inspire us in some way. Matt has a passion for making authentic connections and learning about people from all walks of life. He has lived a life of giving back to the community and making a difference in people's lives. Are you ready to meet fascinating people and hear some inspiring stories? The Matt Hilton Show will introduce you to a world of possibilities you never knew existed. Sit back, be present, and enjoy. Here's your host, Matt Hilton. Hey everyone, Matt Hilton here at the Matt Hilton Show. Thanks for tuning in to part two of our interview with Joseph Kimbrough. Stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Inspired, experienced, customer focused. Find a mortgage that fits your needs with Maria Leach at First United Bank Mortgage, specializing in construction and closing all types of loans, including jumbo, portfolio, conventional, FHA, and VA. A tenured team, outstanding service, competitive programs. Finance your dreams with Maria Leach at First United Bank Mortgage. mleach.firstunitedteam.com, 214-316-7915. M. Leach at firstunitedbank.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. So I have some uh, other questions to ask, of course. So um, along the way, like, I don't know how old you are, but- uh, 29. 29, all right. So what would you tell your 11-year-old self when you were still living in Oak Cliff? Like knowing what you know today, what would you tell your younger self? Well, pretty much the same thing I told myself then was it's not going to always be this way. You're going to get better. You're going to do more. You just got to get it done. You got to find a way. Figure out what you want to do. So even then, I was like, you know, kids, we like doing road sessions and stuff in class. Mm-hmm. I'd be mad at home or something. I'd go off by myself. And I'm like, don't worry. I say, you're not going to always be like this here. It's going to be better. You're just going to keep moving forward. Yeah. How did you get to that mindset? Like, where did that come from? Was that, it just something that was internal or did you have an influence around you that, that helped you with that? I would say for me, just, I would just say God. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, just, it was a blessing, just a blessing to have that mindset. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that. And also watching like older older parents you know just the way like some people you saw like something you know how when people are like complaining about certain things such as social security check or medicine those type of things and having to be more responsible at a young age just making sure because when you are having older parents you have to be more responsible at a younger age yeah. so just that alone um actually would drew it out of me okay yeah, because, I mean, hearing that come from you at that early of an age of what you were telling yourself and the self-talk and stuff, I mean, there are a lot of people, even grown-ups, that get stuck in a certain place and they have negative self-talk or they, mm-hmm. you know, they're asking questions of, am I enough and things of that nature, right? So, and I had times where I had negative self-talk. I'm not sure. perfect. I had times where I had some negative self-talk, okay. but it always ended with me shifting my mindset and saying, no, I can overcome this. So that is something that you would share with people today mm-hmm. is if they find themselves in a position. Yeah, just it's OK to have negative self-talk, but you have to shift that into a more positive self-talk. OK. Yeah. And it, I guess it becomes easier over time. I've, I've been one that gives I mean, I have the negative days, too, but mm-hmm. I'm like you. I turn it around pretty quickly. 
I don't stay in that state for too long. Exactly. And prime example, I would say when I first started this here new business, this fund, mm-hmm. um, I was like anticipating I have like five, six thousand cash buyers on my list, email list. I got friends and stuff. They're making money in real estate. So I'm like, oh, this is going to be easy. I raised the full five million just like that. Mm-hmm. And when none of my friends invested, I was like, wow, y'all really let me down. Mm. I was like, okay. But I was like, cool. I said, I'm going to overcome this here. I said, since y'all don't want to do it, I'll go and talk to other people and they'll invest with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Find people who will. Mm-hmm. So what I hear you say too, is don't let um, circumstances or people like dampen your dream. Exactly. Like if you have your dream, continue to pursue it. Yeah. Continue to pursue it. You can't be worried about like something I learned is sometimes you just have to leave people where they're at. Mm. They'll come around later. <laughs> I like that. Leave people where they're at. Mm-hmm. They'll come around later. Um, is there, what is your greatest fear in life? Um, man, my greatest fear in life. That's yeah. a good question. <laughs> uh, I would say my greatest fear in life is more so at the end of it. And then just thinking pretty much kind of like if you read Ecclesiastes, mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes in the Bible, how King Solomon, most people don't even look at this part of his story. And then he's always like, everything is just folly. Everything is pretty much, you know, he's like, then you work all this here, work all this time, you toil to give this here uh, money and these things to the son that is a fool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say that is one of my biggest fears. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I told my wife, I said, I'd rather take everything and light it on fire than to see that happen. <laughs> Yeah. Cash wise. Right, right. I'm like, that is wow. <laughs> but yeah. I would say, nah, but on a re uh just being real, I say one of my biggest fears is just I would say feeling more on like the being like as a husband or being a parent one day. Okay. Yeah, because if you're always focusing on business, 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 then you can neglect other things. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there are people who subscribe to the fact that, you know, you got to live a balanced life and all. I would attest that your life is never really in balance. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to be focused on business, yeah. right? But there are times that um, when it's called upon you to be focused on your relationship and with your kids and things of that nature. So mm-hmm. it's, there is a, uh, not about if there's an imbalance in life, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you focus on what needs to be focused on and your priorities are correct and yeah, it's, it, yeah. it works out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Works out in the end. Um, so one thing you'll never do again. One thing I'll never do again. Yeah. I'll never join the Marine Corps again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> man, that was hard. Okay. Nah, three months of boot camp. One, you don't see any women for three months. Okay. And you're there, you're getting yelled at. And yeah, I would never, yeah, I would never do that again. And no contact. No music, no social media. You have to write old school. You got write letters to people, mm-hmm. and then you have to write a letter back. Right. Like that's. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you wouldn't do that again. Yeah, I wouldn't do that again. Okay, so what you got from the Marine Corps? To, now, what, to get now, you where you are? Now, what was I it got, worth it? No, it was worth it. Now, okay. what I got, it was worth it. But I don't know if I would want to go through that boot camp again, man. Like 
I'd rather just go straight into doing your job. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, but doesn't was... the boot camp set the stage for the rest of your career and the rest of your life? Like, yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah, you learn a lot in there. I would say that. I mean, like the kind of brotherhood that you get though with the people that you went to do the boot camp with, yeah, that is worth it as well. But it is tough while you're there. Yeah. What about an influencing person in your life? Like, has there been somebody like, I know you've said you've had mentors and things like that in your business. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anybody in your personal life that you've had that has influenced you or is it more been on the business side? Personal life that has influenced me. Mm-hmm. That's my first time getting that question. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I would say personal life, if someone influences me, I would say my godmother influenced me a lot growing up. Okay. Yeah. Just watching her, the kind of person she was, a lot of people respected her. So she had passed away in, I think it was 2016. Okay. She was like 94 years old. Yeah, 94, 95. She lived a long life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, just um, watching her, she definitely influenced me a lot. Yeah. So you say that um, in the future you want to, you know, potentially have a family and stuff. So what does that look like for you? Like, how are you going to, like, hopefully get them involved in your business or? Um, I plan on it. it. Okay. Yeah, right. I plan on it. I, uh, I, tell, I tell everybody, look. I said, I'll make sure um, if I have sons, they bypass single family, go straight into multifamily. Mm. I'll teach them how to set up their own fund. They got to raise capital on their own. I'm not going to give it to them. They have to raise it on their own. And they go out there and acquire apartment buildings. Okay. Well, you may have to teach me how to do that someday. <laughs> <laughs> That'll work. Um, so, yeah, you know, I just you seem like a very fascinating person. I mean, at 29, you seem so full of wisdom and, um, and just a very well put together man. Right. Thank you. And, uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And, um, you know, I think it's in life, it's about who you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, do you have a group of people that you have surrounded yourself with? Uh, I've heard the, the saying that you are, the, the equivalent of, of yeah, the, the closest yeah. five people you have in your life. So do you always seek to surround yourself with people yeah, in I that do. manner? I do. So okay. I do spend quite a bit of time with my mentors. Well, one of them at least. So the other one, he's always traveling. Like I said, he just got back from Israel. Okay. Um, the other one, though, um, he lives out in Salina. So I go out there, I see him. He's 60 years old. And we talk. And I learn a lot of like his work ethic. He'll sit there. He'll call people. He's every single day at the same time. He like, and then one thing they did teach me recently is to set more boundaries. Mm. He's like, when you walk in, he's like, just put your phone away. He's yeah. like, I had to learn this here. He's like, he's been married for 30 some years. He's like, I had to learn this <laughs> over time. Yeah. And so he's like, just be more present, but definitely set boundaries. He's like, if you don't respect your time, how do you expect somebody else to respect your time? Yeah, that's one of the things I have uh, told my kids here in the re- recent past, probably over the past 10 years or so, is um, be present. And, and mm-hmm. you just said that, like be in the moment, right? Yeah. So when you're there, focus on like we're doing here today, like be mm-hmm. here. My phone's not out. Your phone's not out. We're, yeah. we're paying attention to our conversation, right? Mm-hmm. If we were distracted, 
It would take away from that. It would. And it would give the other person kind of that feeling of, are they really paying attention? Exactly. Are they, are they actually listening to me? Yeah. Do they even care about me? Those things. Yeah. You mentioned something too that I find interesting because I've had this thought as well is when you have children and, and you accumulate your wealth and you know, you, you alluded to, you know, King Solomon and the Ecclesiastes and stuff, mm -hmm. as far as passing things down to children, um, I'm at a time in my life where I feel like that whatever I may accumulate, I don't want to have a trust fund, mm -hmm. make, you know, trust fund kids that are out there, right? Yeah. That just, they don't have any motivation really to do anything. They live off the trust fund. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying everybody do, does that, yeah. but I want to instill in my children and I hope that I am doing that in, in my example that I lead, right? That mm -hmm. you get, you have to work hard. You have to uh, surround yourself by people who are going to help you succeed. Right. Yep. Um, and I hear that that's what you were saying too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have them do it on their own. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Cause even, people, cause mm -hmm. even like, um, my, my dad, I didn't, he passed away. Um, and I think it was 2018. Okay. But he owned land, he owned horses, he owned a lot of real estate. Yeah. I didn't inherit that. I built myself, right? So it's the same thing. Yeah, for sure. It's just like buying a car, right? Your first car. I bought my first car with my money mm -hmm. and I took care of that car. <laughs> yeah. Instead of it exactly. being given to me. Right? Same thing with me. I bought my car. My very, I didn't get my first car until I was like 21. Mm -hmm. Yep. I had bought it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, so I've got four kiddos and, um, I don't think any of them have gotten their license when they were 16. Wow. I mean, when I, when I turned 16, I was, I was there at the, at the mm -hmm. DPS office getting my license, but, um, none of them have had the desire to get their license. So I find that very interesting too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know if you've watched any of the episodes before, but I like to always end the podcast with, uh, with asking some questions of the guest okay. um, concerning my nonprofit. So okay. I'm the chief happiness officer of a nonprofit called Who Do You Know? And we focus on inspiring imagination and dreaming um, with people from any walk of life by mm -hmm. making connections. Okay. So we make connections when it comes to three different pillars with a person you want to meet who's living. Mm -hmm. a place you want to go or an experience you want to have. So I'm going to ask you those questions. So who is a person that you would like to meet? A person I would like to meet. Mm -hmm. I say the greatest investor of all time, which is Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett. Okay. He has a wealth of wisdom to teach. Yeah. I would definitely like to meet him. And what would you hope to glean from that meeting, from that conversation that you would have with him? Pretty much. Well, one, how do you manage to stay in the same house for all that time? Like, I don't mm -hmm. understand that, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, two also, um, just as far as investing, like how, like what made him actually going to get into investing at such a young age and how he invests. Mm -hmm. Like I've read the book, the intelligent investor, but, you know, books and versus talking to the actual person straight from their mouth is different. Yeah. Yeah. So not to put you on the spot, you mentioned a book. 
Are there any other books that you would recommend for anybody to to pick up and read? If there, I have one book I have yet to tell people about, and I was just talking about this here because um, me and my wife was at this um, meeting, an investor club meeting at Park City Club mm-hmm. in Highland Park, and one of the guys there is an oil and gas guy, and I was telling him I said one of my favorite people, he's in oil and gas. I like this book a lot. His name is J. Paul Getty. Okay. His book is How to Be Rich. Okay. And he talks about how he got started as a wildcatter um, in oil and gas, mm-hmm. started building his uh, money up that way. His dad was in oil and gas as well. But even something that he was talking about, he said that his dad always instilled in him that the profit from the business is to take care of the employees and make sure mm-hmm. those men have a livable wage to take care of their families. Sure. Like you're responsible for all your employees' families. Yeah. So he's like, he never saw his dad do much like lavish stuff is what he was talking about with that book. And so that's like my secret book that I rarely tell people about. <laughs> wow. Thanks for sharing. I'll have to, that's one I haven't read. So then he goes to buying art, buying real estate. And obviously real estate for me, I was like, that's why I want to do real estate. Right. And I like art also. I went to the largest art museum in East Africa and got to see pretty much everything they have. Yeah. Yeah. Did you buy anything? Uh, No, I didn't buy anything at that time. I mean, I just bought this and this. But um, they had some really nice paintings. Like some were one day painted a lioness and the eyes actually followed you wherever you went. Mm. Yeah, that sold for like a hundred thousand. Wow. Wow, very interesting. And some of the art I was like, I'm not buying because it was by like the Makandi child. I saw like a chair there. Mm-hmm. And it was like from like a, a Makandi chief. But when I looked up the Makandi, while I was reading like more about them in the museum, mm-hmm. they were uh, um, Satan worshippers. Oh. I was like, I'm not going to sit in the chair like I'm the chief of demons. Right, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> I refuse. So it's, it's really good to do some research. But man, yeah. when I saw that chair, that chair was, I'm talking about perfectly artistically crafted. Mm-hmm. Just perfect. Wow. But that ruined it for me. Yeah. I didn't want to touch it. I was like, I'm about to clean my hands and pray before right. I touch this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All right. So a person you want to meet, Warren Buffett, a place you want to go. place I want to go. That you haven't been to. I haven't been to yet. Mm-hmm. Israel. Israel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just got back from there, so I can give you some pointers and I'm sure your mentor can as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, beautiful place. Food's mm-hmm. amazing. If you love, do you like food? I do like food. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I like trying. Food is amazing. My favorite food is Ethiopian food, though. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Any good uh, Ethiopian restaurants around here that you can recommend? I know a few. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I'll get those from you. Mm-hmm. Um, so you want to go to Israel, any part of Israel in particular that you'd like to visit or just overall? Whether well, it's there, but then also um, I know that Mount Sinai mm-hmm. is in the area. So yeah. I was like, I want to go climb that. Okay. See, see if I come down like Moses. <laughs> I'm playing. <laughs> Just white it out my hair. I'm messing with you. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so Israel, Mount Sinai in particular. Um, what about an experience you want to have? An experience I want to have? Mm-hmm. Let me talk an experience. Yeah. So this, this is the one that kind of gets people, but it's like jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. I'm not doing that. Um, I'm not doing that. Okay. <laughs> no, um, no, going no. to a Cowboys game on Thanksgiving day. I mean, just 
an experience that you would like to have okay. while you're living? Um, well, travel counts as an experience, right? It, it can. So I would, yeah, say travel to, I would say travel to all the countries in Africa. All the countries in Africa? Yeah. Okay. Go to every last one of them. Okay. And you've been to two? Two. Okay. Yep. See, I've been paying attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Fantastic. Um, all right. That would be an experience. Any particular country in Africa that you would like to visit? That Well, number one, now I've been to Tanzania, so mm-hmm. go back to Ethiopia, but stay longer for like maybe like two, three months. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I'm just, you know, finished up everything here and then I'm going for another two or three months. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. As we talked about focusing on business this first, you know, mm-hmm. two or three quarters of the year and then the yep. last mm-hmm. go on some travels. Yeah. Exactly. Fantastic. Well, Joseph, it was great having you here today. Um, I know our viewers have picked up and listeners have picked up just some tidbits of information that you shared. Um, and I just, I find your story fascinating and you're inspiring to others that may be in a position where they feel like it's hopeless that, you know, they have nothing to look forward to. And I, I heard your words mm-hmm. loud and clear that anybody can get out of that space. Yeah. You so. just got to say it like I want to do this here. And then you put the work in and you start moving towards that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my friend. Thank you. Yep. Yes, sir. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Uh, Tune in next week as we have another inspiring person with a fascinating story. Take care. If you'd like to contact Matt or know a fascinating person with an inspiring story that would make a great guest, reach out to the show at thematthiltonshow at gmail.com.